0: Welcome again to Cave to the Cross Apologetics. I'm Patrick. And I'm Tony. And we are, once again, uh, going through our book uh, by Greg Kokel called Tactics. And we're doing the 10th anniversary one. Uh, hopefully you picked that one up and uh, are joining along with us. So we appreciate uh, you coming uh, to uh, to read with us and learn about how to have conversations uh, 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 practically about faith. So with uh, Nancy Piercy's uh, book that we did last time, Finding Truth, we kind of talked about the... The logistics of of having the the argumentation, so uh, kind of how to identify um, uh, the argument made, uh, what to kind of what to say, um, how to build a case against it, how to replace uh, uh, the the faulty thinking. And uh, Greg Cokel's uh, book on tactics is more the kind of practical application: how to have that conversation, in in what ways should you um, identify uh, th- those those flaws, and how to point them out to people. And so that's what uh, we're doing. Uh, We finished recently with the Colombo tactic, the the mother of all tactics, as he calls it. So we learned um, how to kind of uh, uh, help the other person uh, along and gather the discussion as a dialogue rather than a monologue on, on both sides. And so... Uh, we're moving on to the next uh, tactic, and uh, we're calling it uh, the self-harm tactic <laughs> uh, because uh, we we don't want to get demonetized, even though we're not monetized right now, so that's fine. And so uh, we're in chapter 11 right now, called "Practical Self-Destruction," and uh, here is, is you can kind of think of of it as the uh, the in- internal critique. We we saw this uh, with uh, Nancy Piercy's um, uh, principles, and uh, that was one of them, and. Uh, so th- this is kind of the fun one. It's, it's taking what someone's saying, thinking through it logically. Does it contradict itself? As we, um, looked at last time, you know, does, does a, uh, a is the case and a is not the case. That's mm-hmm. the contradiction. So there's no such thing as evil. Right. Eating babies is evil. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on now. Right. So right. you, you push the button, you go, wait, you're being inconsistent. That's, right. uh, that. there's, there's your contradiction your your, uh, presupposed contradiction. And so, uh, there's going to be three more, um, kind of versions of, of this. And, um, uh, this one's kind of more the straightforward one in chapter 11 and then 12 covers, uh, a couple more that, uh, that requires a little bit more uh, thinking through. Right. Right. And so, uh, Greg, uh, starts out his uh, chapter here says, uh, there are some views that are not internally contradictory as we covered last time. Uh, they can be self-defeating in other ways, so he terms these uh, practical uh, self-destruction infanticide and sibling rivalry. And the, the next two are going to be covered in the next chapter. So uh, what is uh, practical self-destruction? Well, some points uh, of view fail the pragmatic test. They simply cannot work in real-life situations. Uh, there's there's the, uh, attempting to apply them to, to what uh, is actually in the world mm-hmm. uh, causes it to um, uh, kind of fall apart. There's no logical contradiction here. It's, it's not a if A and also not A, so that would be the logical contradiction. It's more of a practical one. You can't really hold, hold um, um, both those points together.
1: Yeah, well, so, so the idea here is, is um, you know, you might be able to believe something. But once you affirm it or say it,
0: yeah, just say it, <laughs> then
1: yeah. it falls apart, right. Right? right? You know, so so it's it's a prag- it's a, it doesn't work in practice, right? Is the idea of pragmatic. Tis, right. right?
0: He says uh, this type of uh, self destruction applies to a number of views people can believe but not promote without running into trouble, right? And right. so you're wanting to point out the trouble, right?
1: I, I never say anything out loud.
0: <laughs> right. Well, you might
1: be able to think that, but once you say it, it falls apart, right? Right, right exactly.
0: <laughs> this kind of inconsistency is self-defeating because the person who voices this view contradicts his convictions. Mm-hmm. So uh, you see the conflict immediately in the claim, it is wrong to say people are wrong. Right. <laughs> okay, right. But once you say it, once once you actualize that statement, uh, you're saying people are wrong and so um, he has an example here of he's he's on a radio broadcast and someone calls and says you shouldn't be correcting christian teachers publicly on the radio so then he says why are you calling to correct me publicly on the radio show <laughs> right so so it's it's not a, a a logical contradiction he's he's not holding two contradictory viewpoints here of of an a not a but once he's uh, uh, made an initial claim, then it, it falls apart by kind of referencing itself there. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. this, these ones um, tend to, uh, to to parse themselves out. But it's, it's always good to kind of uh, um, go over examples, which uh, Greg Kokel has in his book. And so I absolutely uh, pick up his book here. So uh, holding that it is wrong to find fault in others is not in itself incoherent. The problem occurs only when you say the statement. Mm-hmm. The view can be believed upon and, and but not acted upon. And so uh, he has a a conversation here, and um, I'll take Lee if you want to take Greg's role. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm not a homosexual, but I think it's wrong to condemn anybody for anything.
1: Well, why are you condemning me then? What? I said, why are you condemning me if you think it's wrong to condemn people?
0: No, no, I'm responding to the fact that a lot of Christians condemn people.
1: I understand, and it sounds like you're condemning me because I just condemned homosexuality as wrong.
0: Yes, I am. You're supposed to love everybody.
1: Wait a minute. You're not listening to yourself. You just said it's wrong to condemn people, and now you admit you're condemning me. So I'm asking, why are you doing the very same thing that you say is wrong when you do it? Right. Uh,
0: n- n- no, 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 I'm not. Okay, well— Okay, let, let's put it this way. I'm not condemning you. I'm reprimanding you. Is that better?
1: Then my comments about homosexuals are simply
0: reprimands as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So here we see a few things. First, uh, it took me a few moments to realize, uh, but before I realized my error, uh, because, uh, and I think we all have this. We've we've all ha- have had statements where you know we. we you say things like, "Oh, I just I don't I don't like um, I don't like fruit in my desserts," and then you uh, put in a handful of uh, chocolate covered raisins. You're like, <laughs> okay, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't consider that a dessert per se. I mean, I'm just having it after my meal, and yeah, the, the raisins are fruit, so uh, something like that. And second. Uh, is since uh, Tony saw the problem immediately, also he, we we have the script, so that helps, it wasn't difficult for me to come up with a question to press the issue until Lee caught on. I employed the third use of the Columbo tactic. Hey, look at that. We're going back to the Columbo tactic. Yeah, yeah, go figure, right? Using a question to make a point. In this case, I pointed out that his view was flawed, being contradictory in practice. And notice uh, in, in the dialogue here, there's a lot of questions that, that Greg is doing. In fact, um. Uh, pr- pretty much all of them end in a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus minus a few. Yeah. And so, still applying what we've learned previously, and uh, um, still it's it's still uh, having the person continue with the dialogue. It would be just fine to say, "Well, you're holding contradictory viewpoints here, and you shouldn't be condemning yeah. me in the same way that uh, that I'm condemning them." If you believe that's wrong. No, he's using questions to guide the process. Yeah, you along. want to
1: get them there. You want to do it graciously. You know, you don't want to name call. well, that's dumb, yeah. right, you know. Right. No, no, no. You you want to help them to see what's going on. Now, go here is to help them to, to clarify, you know, their position so that they can see right. how wrong it is. And, I mean, you know, after a while, you don't really have to say it. You
0: know, <laughs> they can see it, right? Right. right. And so when, when he says, okay, let me put it this way, I'm not condemning you, I'm reprimanding you. That's that's where the, the person sees it and then tries to change it because you don't want to be wrong and so <laughs> you still you still want to hold on to that that viewpoint of really well but hopefully it'll get people thinking and it'll um, uh, kind of uh, po- point out uh, inaccuracies within uh, people's worldviews and that should happen to us too if we if we find uh, a similar conclusion that we we draw from and that we can't enact upon without destroying our previous one then. Um, then uh, we should change it as well, and so there's there's nothing wrong with uh, with re-examining even our own. So it's a it's a good it's a good self-examination as All well. Right. So these
1: types of claims, then they 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 don't work in practice, mm-hmm. right? If you try to apply them, they fall apart. They contradict themselves. Right. They self-destruct, right? Is is the idea here? Right? He uh, moves on to uh, to say that moral relativism self-destructs, right? And so that's, again, you can apply this kind of uh, practical self-destruction to to moral relativism. He says moral relativists, those who deny universal objective morality, are especially vulnerable to practical suicide, right? Um, So, you know, the the idea here is that... um, uh, so there's a couple kinds kinds of relativism, uh, you know, moral relativism. There's more relativism that we might say subjective, you know. Uh, what's right for me may not be right for you. What's right for you may not be right for for, for me, that right. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There is um, uh, uh, cultural relativism or social relativism, moral relativism that says, you know, the culture decides what is morally right. Mm-hmm. So he focuses here on this individual or subjective Or personal moral relativism, right? What's right for me may not be right for you kind of thing, right? And so in saying that, the relativist is saying there's no universal standard for right and wrong. The individual determines it, right? right? I determine what's right. Morally right for me now, even in saying that it's kind of scary, right. <laughs> but that's the
0: position of the, of the,
1: um, individual, personal, subjective,
0: moral mm-hmm. relativist. Cause even to what, when, when someone says that, and then they go against their own convictions at some point, like we all do, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's morally, uh, correct for me to, to always tell the truth for me personally. Mm-hmm. And I go tell a lie. Well, mm-hmm. Where, where's my condemnation though you know right. do I throw myself in jail at that point or you know what what, what should be the, the, the response to that yeah so there, yeah. there's there's a lot of issues just holding that position then. right
1: and it's even more insidious than that because the idea here is you can never condemn anybody for anything because it's if it's right for them then it must then it's morally right. the
0: relativist has to say, right? So it's always correct for me to tell the truth except when I don't. So (laughs) so that's my my right rule.
1: Or, you know, someone can act any kind of way they want no matter how heinous the act because as long as they believe it's morally right for them. Right, so some people, you know, love people. Some people eat people. Whatever, <laughs> you know, eat people. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, that's uh, you know. So that's the that's the moral relativist. It's a really, you know, and and most people, if you if you meet them on the street, you know, and ask them, so do you think you know what's right for you? Maybe right for me. And, you know, many people will say, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's the way it works," right? Yeah. Without even thinking through what's mm-hmm. what what the implications of uh, of the pos- of the position is, right? In other words, um, uh, this kind of moral relativism, this individual subjective moral relativism, really eliminates uh, morality. I mean, if you think about it, right? right? In other words, if I have a uh, if I have a black pen, right? We we see as black, but I say uh, this is a green pen because whatever color is right for me is right for me. And whatever color is right for you is right is for you. And you say, it's a blue pen. Mm-hmm. And somebody else says, it's a red pen. And somebody else says, it's a white pen, right? And uh, notice what happens when I say, uh, "Would you and you go next door and get me the blue pen, what's going to happen? Right. Well, it's, uh, they're not going to be able to know what pen to get, right? In other words, the idea of color becomes meaningless if anybody can think of anything, uh, you know, in terms of their particular view of color. Right. And so morality works the same way. It becomes meaningless if each individual determines what morality is, right? People are in
0: their own moral universe, right? Yeah. And this is especially true once we get into the scientific method and our kind of understanding on, on how to do science with kind of the peer review stuff. You know, uh, I, I need this grant money, so I need it more than actually telling the truth. Here's the desired outcome that I need for this. Smoking is OK uh, because Philip Morris is funding me. And so I need the grant money more than I I, I need the accolades of. Of of uh, if if I'm caught to 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 go against uh, what I've found in my study, right, so I right. shouldn't tell the truth because uh, you know here's here, here's a point in time where where you know the uh, I can be uh, claimed to be. Hold science in high regard, but clearly I'm I'm doing the opposite of what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, and
0: that's fine. That should be fine. Or, uh, you know, here, can you check my work? Uh, There's a star over here that I that I want you to look at. Uh, Is it is is it a red quasar? Uh, No, I don't see red. I don't see a star. Uh, Those 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 are those are hole punches in the sky. Uh, (laughs) That's what I believe, and that's fine for me. Or. Uh, you know, I, I don't like you, and so I'm going to lie about everything. This is the worst paper ever that I've received from anybody. I'm going to post it online and talk about how bad it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, once once you've eliminated that initial uh, argument, then everything else that follows eats itself up. Right, right. So it's right. So if
1: you try to you know, apply the same kind of reasoning to reality, right? What's real for me right. may not be real for you kind of thing. Uh, you know, you can get into trouble pretty quick, yeah. right? Well, gravity isn't really real to me, right? right. I mean, it might yeah. be real to you, but it's not real to me. Yeah. So, you know, relativity, uh, relativity with regard to reality breaks breaks down pretty quickly mm-hmm. and he's making the same point here with regard to morality right right the same point uh uh stands relativity with regard to morality has some real serious problems and it breaks down uh pretty quickly and so he says uh you know more relativists than are those who deny universal objective morality They deny that there is an objective standard that's independent of what the individual believes or thinks or the individual's uh, opinion. Because if morality is just what I believe, then really it's just my opinion. And, okay, everybody has opinions, right? right? If there's no objective standard right that's independent of anybody then we're just talking about people's feelings their opinions and that sort of thing and now
0: you know might makes right whoever he, he, holds the most power yeah, who has yeah. the most guns yeah. they're, they're the ones that drive you know morality but even to say that you know oh you can't you can't do that is is a, an objective standard that you're trying to impose on somebody right. oh you can't do that to me well, yes, I can because I say I can. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so, and so that's
1: his that's his illustration here. He says, uh, you know, we're, the, this kind of position is especially vulnerable to this practical self destruction. When a relativist says you shouldn't force your morality on other people, he says, I always ask, why not? <laughs> right. Yeah. If they're more relativists, then you know. Why shouldn't I force try to force? If I believe that's what's right for me, right, then why are you condemning me for it, right? right. So why not? Why why not? Notice um, what uh, what can, he asked us. What can he say now? Right? What can the moral relativist say now? He certainly can't respond. It's wrong. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, maybe for you. Right. Right? Yeah. right. So, you know, if he does, then you say, well, you know, if you think it's wrong, then why are you doing it yourself? Right. It's wrong. Well, if it's wrong, why are you doing it? Right. 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 Uh, so, why are you pushing your morality? on me right now by saying that something is, is wrong mm-hmm. right so you're doing the same thing that you're condemning and this is this idea of practical uh self-destruction with regard to these
0: types of positions yeah. right? we, and we did cover this too in um how to be an atheist by mitch stokes and also nancy Piercy we talked about how uh you know every generation believes that it's the most moral that it can be we, we found the answer slavery is wrong uh uh you know uh uh <laughs> Uh, testing against people who are unaware of it is is morally wrong. Well, okay. Well, what happens if a hundred years from now we find out that uh, the only way to save the human race from destruction is to test on people illegally and hold them against their will? Is that is that right? Is that yeah. wrong? Yeah. Well, okay. Then we're going to carve out a situation for that. Particularly if if this is the case, then this is the case. Well, okay. I thought I thought we had figured this all out. Right. If, right. if if the the, the morality of The society changes and you know what happens you know uh, further down the line and can we uh, can we ever say that this is moral if we have a subjective standards within humanity itself uh that that causes us to then in 100 years 150 years or you know in in the scope of a supreme court decision change the meaning of words and definitions and the understandings of of right and wrong or what was illegal is now uh, illegal or what was illegal is now legal you know what do we do with that type of information you have it, it's it's almost like society is then pushing for moral relativism but at the same time you can't be a moral relativist and still push for for a moral position right yeah right? <laughs> because you, it's self-defeat the, the Bonson-Stein debate uh, Greg Bonson asked the, the the of course the, the biggest question that um, philosophers ask each other what about the Nazis <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah almost any time that you start talking about <laughs> ethics and morality yeah. uh, Nazi Germany yeah. kind of in, intrudes itself into, into the discussion the communists you know? killed a lot more people so we should say well what about Stalin yeah.
0: So he says, what about Stalin? And uh, Stein, so Stein comes back with kind of this this social understanding that, well, you know, in, in the greater European culture, this was <laughs> this was wrong. Well, okay, why not apply that to the entire universe then? Yeah. Well, yeah. you can't because the, the, the moral claims reside in people in Stein's, in, in kind of the atheist point of view, in, inside the, the moral relativists. And so having objective outside of humanity— Um, uh, uh, would have a greater pull. In fact, having the person who created everything would be able to dictate the rules as Mm. both owner and uh, hopefully being all good and so derives from his character um, uh, certain claims that uh, he pulls from uh, his own character. And so... Uh, Surprisingly enough, the Christians have an answer for that. Whether you agree with it or not, that's uh, entirely inconsequential. It's not, oh, there's a subjective nature to God. It's he's objective as being outside of of humanity. So by definition, he's objective. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So when a person says it's wrong to try to change people's religious
0: belief, you
1: ask, uh... You know, if that's what you believe, <laughs> right. then I don't understand why you're trying to change my religious belief right, right. now. Right? Why do you interfere when I'm trying to obey, you know, Jesus' command, for instance, to preach the gospel, right? So this type of practical self-destruction, he says, when you see it happening, use a question to point it out. Right. If someone says this with regard to imposing, uh, you know, this their values on others. Right. You should you should never impose your values on others. Ask if uh, if those are his values. Right. They are, of course, Mm because he's just, you know, next ask, why is he seeking to impose them on others? Right, and so notice you're using these questions to help people to get to understand, to clarify what's going on, and to get them to to see their particular position and how bad it is. Right, again, you know, you're not ugly with people. You know, that's dumb. You know, yeah. you're contradicting yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're helping them to see it in a right. graceful, gracious way, uh, and that sort of thing. He gives an illustration here near the end uh, about um. Uh, Uh, proselytizing is prohibited, Mm -hmm. right? He says, some years ago, the Southern Baptist Convention uh, publicized its plans to direct its annual summer evangelistic outreach to Jews living in Chicago. Uh, It then encouraged Baptists to pray each day for Jewish individuals, uh, you know, by name, that they will find the spiritual wholeness available through the Messiah, well, what do you think the Jews thought about
0: this? Well, they were fine. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's
1: fine. Yeah. He says the public reaction was immediate and severe. <laughs> but the, I thought everyone was fine to have their own yeah. convictions. Yeah. He says uh, the director of the Jewish Anti-Defamation League said that the campaign projects, here it is, projects a message of spiritual narrowness that invites theological hatred. So this is hatred is what they're saying, right? A consortium of uh, religious groups in Chicago, including Christian denominations, issued a statement condemning the Southern Baptist Convention, warning that the Baptist evangelism in the Windy City would encourage hate crimes. Wow, just because we want to preach the gospel to That's the right. Jews, right? All of a sudden, it's hate, hate crimes. The whole world is falling apart. I want apart. you to come to know Jesus Christ as <laughs> Messiah and Savior, and I want you to be in heaven with me. Yeah. And then, you
0: know, yeah, be a fellow brother in Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Hate, hate, yeah.
1: hate, right? So he says the grievance, uh, <laughs> grievances were aired on, national, on a national TV talk show where two enraged rabbis, one from New York and one from Chicago, confronted two remarkably calm. Baptists, Right. The substance of their complaint was this. Now, notice the substance of their complaint. Proselytizing should be reserved for people with no spiritual convictions. Right. So go talk to those folks that don't have spiritual convictions. Jews already have a religion. It's the height of arrogance to suggest that they need a new one. Therefore, Christians should make their appeals elsewhere. Right? So that's the substance of it. Essentially, the rabbis were saying keep your spiritual opinions to yourself. Stop trying to change other uh, people's religious views. (laughs) Right? Now, notice what has happened. By saying that, right, right, you should basically they're saying you shouldn't impose your religious views on
0: us. Those are our religious views.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But wait, what if my religious view is the, you know, the the uh, the the uh, Great Commission. Right. Right. To to preach the gospel to to everyone. Right. What if that is now you're
0: what? imposing your religious view on me right why right? yeah shouldn't they get upset if we don't preach to them oh you're 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 condemning us or you you're are you don't even care about us so much so that you won't even talk to us yeah well uh-huh. hold on we we, you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't yeah. type deal. Yeah, so, so you know,
1: or you're not following your religion because it says <laughs> you're supposed to preach the gospel to, to everyone. Right, right, exactly.
0: So, you know,
1: so the rabbis here, he says, were incensed that Christians were trying to change the religious conviction of Jews, yet their antidote was for the Christian to abandon their religious convictions about evangelism and adopt the rabbis' views, evangelize only those who have no religion. Right. So they're telling them basically to
0: abandon their own religious views. Right. And and this is this is where kind of presuppositionalism comes into play here, because, uh, you know, we kind of want to point out the fact that no one holds neutral ground and uh, by by. By saying uh, you know, put down the Bible and and reason from me up from nothing. Uh, what what the other side is saying is essentially abandon your religious position, abandon what you claim to be is the case, and and do so. Now you know, obviously there there are benefits to to knowing the kalam argument and you know the the, um, the argument from morality and and, and such. Uh, but if it's not grounded in scripture, which is where you're essentially coming from, and you're not being honest about that then you're, you're essentially um, uh, doing what, what the rabbis here were wanting to do, abandon what your religious convictions are so that you can do your religious conviction <laughs> kind of deal. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm not saying, you know, don't, don't learn classical theism or, or you know, um, any of those arguments, those are good, but we always uh, frame it within the scope of, of an understanding of a biblical Christian God. So, you know, uh, if, if classical theism wants to talk about, you know, uh, uh a type of, uh, malignant deity that goes out and winds up the, 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 the watch and then th- throws it in the ocean and, you know, uh, uh, spits on it, uh, we might have an issue with that, but how do you do so without, you know, uh, an understanding of God's character as he's revealed himself? And if God has revealed himself, shouldn't we also then take, uh, what we've come to believe as God's word and, um, and be an instrument of that because that's what our religious conviction is. We shouldn't want to do the opposite of that because then we would essentially be lying just for the sake of appeasing the other side. Right. So holding this no neutral ground position is exactly um, the opposite of what we should be doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. And so the idea, he says, oddly,
1: the Baptists were branded intolerant merely for planning to engage others in voluntary, thoughtful conversation about religion. Yeah. Yet the rabbis who viciously condemned them on national tele- television were considered tolerant, and open-minded.
0: Does that sound Hmm? like anything today? Yeah. In
1: 2020? (laughs) Yeah, really. So, uh, you know, the claim it's always wrong to try to uh, change other people's religious belief is use an example of this kind of practical self-destruction, right? The idea itself is not um, incoherent, However, a person risks contradiction simply by trying to promote uh, this particular conviction, right? Once you get it out, now it contradicts itself, mm-hmm. right? That sort of thing.
0: And he does draw the point, too, here of, uh, of Romans 2 and, and Paul saying that, uh, that uh, people who aren't um, uh, uh, Jews or, 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 you know, uh, the, the spiritual incense, in uh, they have no excuse because every one of you who passes judgment, for in that which you judge another, you condemn yourselves. For you who judge practice the same thing. So they, they've, they've established a rule and then they go against it. Right. So and they, I
1: think specifically here he's talking about the, the Jews who think that they're okay right. are attempting to to uh, judge the Gentiles. <laughs> and he's saying, well, you do the same thing. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? That, that, that's, I think that's what he's getting at here. Right? So here, uh, this particular chapter then is, is kind of interesting. It's another way that we can help people to understand uh, where they've gone wrong. So what have we learned here? He says uh, this view can be called um, uh, f- um, you know, practical self-destruction. So the other view was formal self-destruction or right. So, you know, it's a, it's a straightforward contradiction, right? A and not a are true at the same time, <laughs> in the same sense, right here. This one is more practical with regard to the contradiction, right? Uh, the view can be uh, believed, he says, but not acted upon or promoted. Once you act upon the view or promote the view or say the view, then it, uh, You know, it destroys itself, right? Anyone advancing an opinion cannot avoid violating his convictions. It's wrong to say people are wrong. Well, (laughs) whoops. Right. (laughs) Right? And so this, uh, and he calls this practical self-destruction, right? Moral relativists, he says, are especially vulnerable to this uh, problem, as, um, as are those who believe it's wrong to try to change another person's religious views. Right. right.
0: Yeah, and so that, that's why a lot of examples are um, kind of morally based. First of all, I think it's the easiest one for us to do because, you know, if you're talking about science claims, then you kind of maybe have to know a little bit more about uh, uh what the science says, what are the competing claims to that? But I think most people argue in in the sense of moral claims Mm -hmm. about, about things like religion. They, they kind of uh, view it as, as a separate thing. And obviously um, the, the Christian shouldn't, you know, science and faith go uh, hand in hand and, um, uh, there's a conversation to be had uh, within the scope of, you know, uh, which which one may or may not supersede the other. Uh, but when you're talking to just people in general, I think they're going to use moral claims against you. And so this is just a, um, a good way of uh, continuing that dialogue and continuing to ask the questions to get people to understanding. And if they say, you know, OK, so you believe in an objective uh, truth. How did you know? How do you, how do you come to know that? Yes, that's what Perfect. we want. Thank yeah. you. Yep. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Or would, would you like to know how I came to know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you could use the Colombo to get to the Colombo and then use the Colombo from there. So it all works. It all works together. <laughs>
1: yeah, great. So that's the end of this chapter, right? Then yeah. the next chapter, what he's going to be doing now is introducing two more variances here for this uh, self-destruction mm-hmm. kind of idea that he wants us to understand. Yeah, so thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.